0: This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, well, there was no final score. Wrexham <laughs> went to Shot, got very wet, Picks up two worrying injuries, played well, and none of it actually officially happened. The game abandoned in the 52nd minute, much to Wrexham's frustration. Uh, th- th- there's lots to dig into here. So let's look at it from the start, shall we? Well, Aldershot fans were suggesting on their forum Shots Web on Friday that the game could get abandoned, and they weren't wrong. They also suggested, pretty much all of them, that their team would get beaten by Wrexham, and they were spot on with that as well. Aldershot, to be honest, played like a team that had lost their last seven home games, because that's what they are, and Wrexham, well, looked set for a particularly comfortable away win. 2-0 up at half-time. And then the conditions got the better of everyone. So, to start off, Wrexham made three changes from the side that lost at Stockport. Bryce Susanna came in for what we thought was his debut, replacing Tyler French. Jordan Davis and Jake Hyde came back from injury. Liam McElinden and Jordan Ponticelli making way. And, well, in the fifth minute came a key moment. Luke Young going in. Uh, for a terrific 50 50 tackle on Harris, the midfielder for Aldershot. Young won the tackle and then got caught by Harris. Referee played on. Good advantage. Mullen running at the last defender, Cody Lyons Foster, got past him easily. Lyons Foster cynically body checked him. The referee rightly gave a yellow, not a red, because it was a good 35 yards out. And, you know, to be fair, there was still distance for Mullen to travel. He also something which seemed to be missed by most people booked Harris for the challenge on Young I thought that was a harsher decision I thought it was a 50-50 between the two of them Young just got there first and made an excellent contact on it Harris was swinging his foot and caught Young very heavily so maybe he's unlucky but more unlucky still Bearing in mind this is a non-existent game is Young Because he had to limp off. He had a spell of treatment, carried on another spell of treatment, and then had to go off in the ninth minute to be replaced by Devontae Redmond. As for the free kick, well, Jordan Davis stepped up and ripped the ball in. Mitch Walker, the keeper, dived to his left. It was going straight down the middle. I mean, the horrible conditions, the ball may have moved in the wind. I don't think it did, to be honest. I think it was just a boar judgment. And Walker did well to correct himself and get a foot to it, at least, and kick it away. Or I think he'd have been rather embarrassed by an opening goal of that nature. As it was, Aldershot came back at Wrexham and had one of just two real chances they created in the first half. Whittingham from a short throw, working the ball inside, getting a nice return ball, and then from a tight angle, driving it across the face of goal. Nobody really able to get close to taking a decisive touch. And then Wrexham took complete control of the match. Hosanna was causing real problems down the right-hand side. He was quick and direct and wanted to take people on. He was getting to a number of good crossing positions. And from one of them, he did brilliantly to cut in between two men, get into the box, and drive it across the face of goal. Where at the far post, a defender at full stretch just about managed to squeeze it behind for the corner. That was after 18 minutes and, well, just to show the impact he was having on the game, Aldershot immediately switched their wide players. They were playing a four-four-two, and they had an attacking wide player on the left and they switched it around to try and cover Hosanna a bit more effectively. All that did actually was allow Record a bit more space to come forward on the other flank and soon afterwards, uh, Tozer hit a lovely big diagonal. Oxley chamberlain not that one, his brother, got underneath it but then slipped and record had space, swung a nasty little cross in which Hyde flicked on and Millen Millen six yards out with the ball coming at a really awkward height tried an acrobatic effort which was blocked. It wasn't much of a reprieve though because within moments uh, Drexham were creating and scoring. Redmond in midfield dinking a good ball into the box, Jordan Davis in space, nodding it down perfectly, it arrived on the half volley for Hyde and he side-footed it nicely home from 10 yards to put Wrexham in a lead and Wrexham continued to push on, urged on by excellent support from nearly 500 supporters in the boring rain. It was another fast break by Hosanna, he swung in his cross, it was half cleared and came to the edgy area where James Jones cut inside onto his left foot, drilled a powerful shot, he was aiming for the top left corner, didn't quite find it but he really got hold of the shot and the keeper had to get his hands up and parry it away. The corner came in from the left hand side, Aaron Hayden got up terrifically over his man but he just couldn't quite control his header, six yards out and he put it just wide it was a great chance but I think the fact he had to stretch over his man just meant he, was, he couldn't quite keep control of the opportunity and still it was all Wrexham <coughs> Davis um, feeding the ball beg your pardon it wasn't Davis though Redmond feeding the ball out to the right hand side to Bryce getting it back and hitting a beauty of a ball with the outside of his foot to pick up Mullen in the right channel he pulled it back and Hyde back to goal turned hit a shot and it was blocked by Lion Foster under his own bar then a wild shot by Davis which fell, rather kindly, to Mullen on the right-hand side. He cut inside, drove down the line and from a tight angle lashed in a powerful shot to keep it as well to get a hand to it and tip it round the post. It was something of a shock with eight minutes for half-time and all the shots actually posed a threat of their own. A long ball it was. Mo Betimer chased it down a left channel and drove in a powerful shot. Linton got down low to his left got a hand to it and pushed it away to safety, but a couple of minutes later there was a, another, much more significant moment in Rexon's penalty area a ball into the area Aldershot shot player lunged at it as Tozer attacked it both went down and clearly Tozer had come off much worse, clattered into he looked in a lot of pain he was put onto a stretcher and helped off the pitch, but he still, even after lengthy treatment, looked in a lot of trouble, that really does look worrying Tyler French came on to replace him in the centre of defence and for the five minutes that remained of the half and the first five of the seven minutes that were added on because there were a lot of injury stoppages nothing really seemed to be going on in all honesty it felt almost like both sides had declared a truce after Tozer's injury but then (coughs) out of nowhere Rexham got a free kick in midfield Davis chipped it into the box, Hyde went for it and was kicked in the head. Um, (laughs) He wasn't ducking for it, I hasten to add, he was just jumping for it and got kicked in the head. Um, Aldershot complains vehemently, and I've got to be honest, I really can't work out why it was an absolute cut-and-dried penalty. Mullen was made to wait an eternity, first by the objections of Aldershot players, then... By the shenanigans of Walker, the keeper, who just refused to go back on his line. And then by some very fussy stuff by the referee, Sonny Gill, who just kept reminding goalkeeper to stay in his line, players to stay out of the box. Mullen had to replace the ball. It was like he was going through the whole repertoire of what a ref can do before a penalty. And fair play to Mullen, he kept his cool, stepped up, slammed it in the roof of the net. And Wrexham had a 2-0 lead going in, but problems were brewing. I've got to be honest, I didn't think the pitch was particularly bad in the first half, um, despite all the concerns beforehand. But clearly the referee was prescient enough to be aware that it could get worse, and he did look at the pitch in detail during the break. No work was done on the pitch during the break, though, and the game resumed. Alders actually had a, a half chance. nearly a half chance a free kick in midfield swung in viciously by Kinsella nobody could quite reach it six yards out but then he started to see the pitch deteriorate the area where the older shot right back was was really starting to slow the ball down at first it looked like it was just that part of the pitch and you wondered whether they'd be able to get away with it but the center of the pitch started to slow up and in the 52nd minute Tyler French won a good tackle. Started to drive forward through the middle of the pitch and the ball just stopped. French was like he was running in the shallows on the beach, kicking the ball forwards a yard and then chasing after it and the ref stopped play. Now he gave it the old uh, three whistle like he do on the final whistle and immediately, Wrexham were furious. They reacted as if the game had been abandoned on the spot. And there's a little part of me who wonders if he did abandon it on the spot and decided to give the game a bit more of a chance once he heard all the protests because the Wrexham players were furious. Phil Parkinson came onto the pitch and was complaining. You know, you've got a game where you've won it because I didn't see Aldershot coming back into it. And as you'll see at the moment, I don't think Aldershot did either. A game where you've lost two key players to worrying-looking injuries the least you can do is finish her off after a long journey with those fans there as well uh, and get the points but the fact was the pitch was utterly unplayable after those protests the referee had an announcement put out that the game is not over he was going to leave it for a little bit to see how it went the problem was it was still pouring down now right okay let's measure our words carefully now and be logical about this i don't think that game was saveable i really don't it was pouring down still uh, there are pictures uh, which have been captured of it which makes it look really bad. I think it's accentuated that by the rain coming off the gutters on the roof of the stands, but it was still raining heavily. and I suspect that no matter how much work was put into trying to try scrape water off the surface of the pitch, you wouldn't be able to do enough to to offset what was coming down. Having said that, it would have been nice if Aldershot had tried, and really, it put them rather to shame. There were three groundsmen leaning against a goalpost, and not much else going on. There was an old fellow with a fork uh, who wandered about, and at one point seemed to sort of laugh at French when he appeared to suggest maybe the groundsman should be doing something. Um, it, it was a it. it it looked bad by Aldershot I don't think it made any difference I don't think they could have saved the game but it really looked bad that they they appeared to think well we've lost this so let's hope the game isn't played and then we can get away with it and of course we had the the striking uh, sight of our players trying to clear the pitch or Dibble and Hayden with brooms trying to move excess water off of, of Mullen and French getting towels on the pitch and stamping on it it was all futile but it was admirable and impressive uh, it was really good to see their the commitment to trying to get those three points uh, Phil Parkinson said he looked around looking for groundsmen and had no success so like I said I mean let's be frank here it looks Bad on Aldershot I think they And Aldershot are a good club I've got to say A club I like But on this occasion I think that That was badly handled Not least because They had nothing to lose If they'd worked hard On that pitch Then that game Still wouldn't have gone on I'm quite sure The referee came out With a football Dropped it on the floor It stayed on the floor He kicked it a couple of times It moved about a foot And I just said That's that And yeah and That was inevitable There was a lot of water On that pitch um, And nothing happened we didn't play. But tell Luke Young and Ben Tosa that. Tell Bryce Hosanna that, because my understanding of the regulations, believe it or not, is that just before the game was abandoned, he picked up a yellow card. A correct decision, or a late tackle. But although goals and results and everything like that don't count some abandoned games, apparently yellow cards do. So I think Hosanna has picked up a yellow card before he's even played for Wrexham. I'll double-check my facts on that, but that'll be quite a good one. OK, we'll still look at the performances, because it still was a game that was taken seriously. Uh, Lainton had very little to do. He came off the line sharply near the end of the first half to save at Andrew or beat Andrews to the ball, and that was about all he had to do. Oh, and that's save from Petterman, uh, which is good work. so a tidy work by Linton who ended up in the with the captain's armband after Young and Toza went off. Looking across the back, then the defence was perfectly solid, so it didn't have that much again to do. Toeser put some nice diagonals to start things off. Hayden was strong, Lennon was untroubled. It wasn't much to report, in all honesty. Uh, Hosanna was terrific. It really looked promising. You can see why we brought him in and record as well. So the two wing backs were very progressive and very little defensive work to do. In midfield, Well, Young didn't last long, Redmond did okay. You know, it was important, I think, for him to try and make an impact there. And he played a couple of nice passes. They used him as the middleman in the three and therefore ostensibly the deeper of the three. And um, deepest of the three, sorry. And he did okay. I, I would say, though, the game suited him insofar as Aldershot weren't really putting much pressure on us. That might be a different case if he plays in that role and we're against a team who are coming at us. But he did all right. And that, the, the pass that he played for Mullen to pull the ball back for Hyde was superb. As was his chip in for Davis's ball headed down for Hyde. That was a good pass, too. Um, Davis was impressive, driving forwards winning tackles as ever, he looked like he was glad to get back on the pitch and James Jones he likes this sort of match I think (laughs) a battle in the rain, he was going in for tackles, he was driving forwards through the rain he looked like he was in his element and up front yeah, Mullen and Hyde was the constant threat, they both got on the score sheet but sadly that score sheet has been ripped up now and well, we'll have to see what happens, I would strongly assume it's just a replay of the entire game, this is a shame but well, we didn't play and yet we've paid a cost uh, it's frustrating isn't it, with the final score of Aldershot against Wrexham, match abandoned I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC This is the final whistle podcast with the Wrexham AFC media team